It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. A fine pair brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. It's Friday, November 4th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Excuse me if I keep this pretty quick. I got out of the bathroom so bad. Have for hours. The show's just too busy. And then when I did go, someone was in there. So. Okay, but then you get, it's like me, where you, you really have to go and then you get distracted by something or you get reading something or you're responding to something and then you're like, right, I still have to go pee. Yes. And then it gets to the point and eventually you're like, okay, now I'm going to poop, pee myself rather. Or poop yourself. I mean, no, this is just a, a yes. I'm not going to take a no. That's good. So okay, good. Um, we're going to talk about uh, foreign food served here. And on the show today, the goat of drug movies. Sean's going to play some sounds from a video game you might remember. Uh, the first run at a ski resort, which is a big deal. We're going to talk about an announcer, a hockey announcer that everyone is uh, pretty upset with these days. A drink that I didn't know existed, but could be up my alley. Shauna has purchased a gift for me. It's in the mail right now. I don't mm-hmm. know how I feel about this. It's great. The time change happens this week. You'll hear us stumble through trying to understand that once again uh the an etymology after you're out of context clip of the show damn homie leave some cousins for the rest of us dns in 20 minutes or less friend of the show kelly sent me another terry of the month nominee oh wow it's only november 4th we've had three so far this, this is be number madness three. yeah it's gonna be maybe maybe november is the month of the terry we have all this great stuff in october that we do every year on the yeah. show Not nothing really in november Maybe we should big, make it the month of Terry. Big Terry month. November, t- November Terry. No, it doesn't work. We'll figure it out. Hmm? We'll, f- we'll work on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was this dude he found on Reddit, and I guess this dude's stepdad was tired of him pissing on the fence in the backyard. <laughs> so he installed a urinal on the side of the house, on the outside. And it's, Is- it's not like a, like a ceramic urinal that you would see in a bar or something. It's Because I've seen those inside houses before, right. which I think is really cool. Um, even like my buddy, his his dad has this wicked garage, like this man cave, and he's got a urinal in there. It's great. Um, Are you sure it's a urinal and not a bidet? Pretty sure. Okay. I think I know the difference. Okay. Well, is- I always wonder when I see a bidet, I'm like, that's not a urinal, by the way. That's something else. Okay. You sit your, your clapper on that thing and clean it out anyway. So sorry. this looks like, it looks like maybe part of a keg or something like it's not like, okay yeah it's not like so a traditional he, urinal he made his own outdoor urinal by the looks of it yeah wow I just think it's functional um wow thing is though i think i might be even more of a terry than this fella in this regard because you know i'm a big outdoor piss guy right yep. we're an outdoor pissing house mm-hmm. you come to our house in the summer and we're hanging out in the backyard there's a spot where you can go it's behind the shed ruining all the grass it's behind the shed there's okay, no grass fair. back there yeah it's not just whip it out in the middle of the yard well that's good there are rules here. I'm, I'm glad that you at least have rules for your outdoor pissing so my idea i had a bunch of leftover four inch pvc pipe from this project that i was working on and my idea was to strap some of that to the fence behind the shed and then you put your jalopy into the pipe and it just carries the pee away nobody's from gonna do that that's I disgusting you're all gonna put your birds in the same hole oh you don't have to put it in the hole it's a four inch hole so you can stand back a little ways as long as you're hitting the hole i could even Jeez. put a funnel on the end potentially and then it carries it away from your feet and back further behind the shed that was my idea so that's an even more terry thing for sure it's a more redneck outdoor urinal than what this fellow's and honestly like terry's not putting his is PP where everybody else has been. So you're going to have to make sure it's not in the hole. That's well, gross. Well, that's up to you. That's your own. You clog that's your own it. It's yeah, like put it in here. Touch it. Some guys in urinals, like they get right in the urinal. 
Like to the point that their like jacket is touching the urinal yeah, and stuff. Like no. they're hugging. And I've always thought that was so weird. Yeah. Ugh. I know. I'm back a few feet myself. Well, that's why if you're back a few feet, nobody's putting in the hole. Well, then we'll see how good your aim is if you can hit the hole. If you can hit that four-inch opening. And then you're just causing a mess anyway. Why don't you just let it be where it's just pissing without a Because then pipe. it hits your feet. It splashes on your feet. This way it carries it far away from your feet. You don't have a lot of experience in this. I don't. In this I just arena, envisioning Shana. a lot of dudes don't want it to touch their sense. tips like that, you know? Okay. Well, then you don't have to. Okay, but, fair. Um, I think that's even more Terry than what this guy's I'd say on. so, but yeah. Still, outdoor urinal on the side of your house. Yeah, that's a Terry move for sure. That would get you a nominee for Terry of the Month. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Etymology with Shauna. So our band plays Two House Brewing on Saturday, and I got thinking about that and about the term music and all of that and went down a bit of a rabbit hole last night. So What'd you learn? So the term rock music in particular is one that I looked into, but first the, the basic music. Never realized this. It comes from Greek mythology, and there were nine muses or goddesses of the arts. So Calliope was the goddess of po- goddess rather of poetry. The goddess. The goddess. She was the goddess of poetry. You look like a goddess. Cleo was the goddess of painting. Uh, and then there were several others, but Euterp, and I don't even know how to say this goddess's name uh, correctly, but anyway, we're going with Euterp, was the muse of lyric poetry and instruments that played sweet sounds. So essentially, the goddess of music. What did we call music before that? Don't know. The, what, what is she the goddess of? Say it again. Lyrical poetry. Lyric poetry. Instruments and sweet sounds. Mm, oh, I, I added the sweet sounds part. <laughs> Basically, yeah, <laughs> lyrical poetry. And they say music, but I'm like, obviously there was a term used before that. There must have been. But uh, music used to mean poetry and all the other arts as, as well. It wasn't just like harmonic melodies played on okay. instruments. It used to cover all of it. And huh. then over time shifted to just mean what we now know as music. So... Didn't think about that, but it's from the muses, the I wonder, goddesses. I wonder what we called instrumental music before that. The goddesses. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and then I got thinking about the term rock, like rock music, and then I was like, where did that come from? Well, of course, that came from rock and roll, mm-hmm. but rocking and rolling was a term used by 17th century sailors to describe what, what was happening ship on was a doing? ship. So the rocking and rolling started there. Then it got a sexual connotation because, well, sailors are lonely on these ships. So they used to say rocking and rolling instead of the old mm-hmm. goats, Jake, or whatever. And then from there, it started being used to refer to dancing, which... I could see the similar movements. Kind of yep. translates to mm-hmm. that. And then in the 50s, there was a DJ, a radio DJ, that started referring to music as rock and roll. And it kind of kicked off from that. And that's where we got it from. Man, could you imagine coining... Rock and roll. The name for a genre as big as rock and roll. I know. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Also, rock and roll. I'll never do anything like that in my great life. Great term for the stepping. You know, great term for the old horizontal. For the old in, out, in, out. Yeah, yeah. The old, how's your father? Yeah, how's your father? Hey, Want to rock and roll? Want to rock and roll. You bet. You bet. Etymology with Shauna. Heels to Jesus. BNS in 20 minutes or less. Time change happens this weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, kind of snuck up on me, too. Totally. Sometimes it's the Halloween weekend. Sometimes it's the weekend after. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I'm from mean, Saskatchewan, so I'm not really sure how it even works. Nope. Still. Nobody so if, really is still, to be fair. If I get any of this wrong, please correct me, Shauna. Remember last time we did this? We had like a three-minute break where we kept frigging everything up about the time change, and then we are confusing ourselves speaking about it. We're like, we need to just shut up now. So this might happen again. Nah, we're wading into dangerous waters. Get ready for it. Okay? So Sunday night, which is early, 
was, no, Sunday, early Sunday oh, morning. Oh, here we go. Oh, here man, we go. Not We've a good start. Begun. So late, if you stay up really late on Saturday, early Sunday morning, two o'clock, that's when the time change happens. Yes. We fall back. Mm-hmm. So we move our clocks back yep. to one o'clock, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. Okay. So we get an extra hour. We do get an extra hour of sleep. Yes. Here's what I'm thinking, though. Because, I mean, we voted on the time change as a province. We voted to keep it, which yeah. I'm really disappointed in. But uh, It was pretty damn close, though. But anyway, yes, we did the vote. So it's moving on from this topic, which is nice because for a long time there, every single year, you'd have all the discussions about this. Oh, it'll be back. It will be back. This is the first year. It's, it's been very quiet. Mm-hmm. It's been very strange. Anyway. But here's my proposal, though. Yeah. Since we voted, I respect the democratic process. Yeah. I was on the side that we should get rid of daylight saving time. And I was voted down, whatever. Yep. Um, I think, though, the time change in the fall should happen during the week. Shouldn't happen on a Sunday morning really early because that's not when we're sleep deprived. Imagine if the time change happened like last night and you got an extra hour of sleep last night. Although growing up when you were partying and it would move back and meant an extra hour of being at the bar that was pretty cool. But lots of places didn't do that. I know. I thought that's why they like made it two o'clock. So that- we had, I there were places that maybe it was at the time or maybe it was illegal and they did it anyway, but I definitely was at a place or two that did it for sure. Okay. But you're right. If it's not for that, then you totally should, either way, you should have it during the week. You should have it during the right. week. Yeah. Imagine if you had had an hour, extra hour sleep last night. How good you'd be feeling today. Like right before Friday would be awesome. Yeah. Too. Or and even Monday. Monday when you're all like not wanting to go and then you get the extra hour. You Monday know? would be great. That would be fantastic. You can keep the spring ahead on the weekend because yeah. if you're going to lose an hour of sleep, it's best to make it's the it's best time to do it. Easiest to make that up on a weekend. Yeah. But the fallback. I agree. Should happen during the week. Mm-hmm. If we're going to keep the time change. As somebody who's not seasoned in time changes from Saskatchewan as you are, that's a that's a that's a brilliant move. I'm quite proud of that idea. Yeah, Thank good you. for you. V and S in 20 minutes or less. Well, Beckle, you officially shaved your head, mm-hmm. and you have no hair. You've given you've given up your hair because it was thinning or whatever, and yes. you were, you wanted to get rid of it. Um, you've hit a radio milestone though. <laughs> and it's one that I plan to celebrate in a big way. It is time for you to be presented with the radio hat. No. The hat no. that all bald radio dudes wear. <laughs> it is a thing. Yeah. It's it the is. flat cap hat. The news newspaper boy hat. The newspaper hat. boy hat. Yeah. Uh every guy in radio who has a bald hat, they all wear the same hat. So this is going to be inconsequential to everyone if you don't work in radio. Yes. Uh, but I do believe that I came up with the radio hat joke. Uh, you probably did. I'm taking credit for it. I mean, they all... Well, I don't know if it's... I mean, it, it's just true. Like, you made the I, observation. I do believe I was the first person in the industry to make the observation that every balding yes. middle-aged radio host wears the same hat. And they do. And nobody else wears these hats. Nope. Sometimes you'll see an old man in one of these hats. Yep. And then, like, yeah, newspaper boys in the 1920s. Mm-hmm. And then... And this is why I, I feel the need to present you with this hat now, because you made that observation. I was like, "You're right. They all do make. They all do wear the same hat." And now I'm gonna I'm gonna get you one. I have one actually on order already. Oh, no, please! It's the don't. classic radio hat. We're gonna have a big ceremony next week, I think, where I'm going to knight you. <laughs> Maybe have the radio pope. I'm not sure who that might be. Maybe the head of the company here. Maybe have him knight you, and we'll put the radio hat. We'll present your bald head with that hat. Oh man. This Sucks. I'm no, I don't want to wear the hat. What? I really don't. I mean, you can't make these jokes unless you're you're willing to live them out. So I've joked before about how radio schools, when the students graduate, rather than mortarboards, they should all be presented with a flat cap. Totally. And then I've also joked that 
we should have them at the studio here and that anyone who enters the studio, almost like religious headwear, right, has to, has to wear the flat cap. So no matter who the guest is, could you please put on the flat cap? I would agree so, yeah, as well. There's standard things that radio people all wear and like you should just, instead of lab coats, of course, it's the... It's the, I don't know. And if you're involved jacket. in the, the music side of things, you wear a blazer with a band t shirt underneath, yes, right? Like all the label reps. Radio wear. All the music directors, yep. they all wear the same outfit. Yeah, and it's saying I'm hip and cool, but also slightly dressy, but also look at my band shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and then once you're and in your the radio 30s, hat. 40s, and bald, you okay. put on the flat cap. I can't wait for next week. We're going to do this. We'll <laughs> film it for that. everybody, and I'll invite everybody from upstairs as well to join for the ceremony. It's going to be good. VNS in 20 minutes or less. You know, I've thought about this a lot, Shauna, and I think I have a theory on why this hat has become such a staple of the radio industry. And even you could get it on sale for dirt cheap at some point and radio people are poor? Or? Well, maybe that. <laughs> it's cheaper. Because when I ordered, ordered it for you, it was dirt cheap. I couldn't believe it. Was it? How much is a radio hat? It was like 10 bucks. That's, that is dirt cheap. Dirt cheap. We'll find a nice ball cap for that price. Yep. My theory is that, you know, we're supposed to be personalities in this business, right? They even call us radio personalities sometimes. But there's nothing like real exciting about being a middle-aged, bald, white dude. It's just, that's pretty generic, right? Mm-hmm. So you need, a, you need to add a little flair, a little personality. And a ball cap's too standard. So you wear a, a hat that's a bit different. The hat has a bit of personality. Yeah. So. <laughs> there's so many options, though. Why would you go with the paperboy hat? Well, I mean, you can't really wear a fedora because that has all kinds of uh. negative connotations. It's, the neckbeards own that. Mm-hmm. Really, I believe that hat is called a trilby. A fedora is wider brim, but really only only a neckbeard would know that. So, uh, uh, neckbeard over here. Okay. Uh, it's a trilby, actually. Mm-hmm. So, what's your other option? Top hat. Top hat. That's just crazy. Only Slash can wear a top hat. A toque. And the Monopoly man. A toque. A toque with, like, something clever on it, you know? But. A toque is a good option. What do you do in the summer? Yeah, it's true. It's, a, it's a, It ended up being the flat cap. Yeah. And really, I mean, we are, we're the only people keeping the flat cap industry alive, I think. I know. I'm shocked we don't get ads directed to us. <laughs> do you like a new radio hat? <laughs> would you like a new radio hat? Which, which color would you want this time? What color is quirky and shows I have personality today? I see you have the black. Would you like the striped or perhaps the black? <laughs> a little checkered pattern to show you have a bit of, a bit of punk in your background. Oh, yeah. You were once a, maybe in a ska band. Are you going to try a navy blue this wow. time? Oh, my God. That is edgy. <laughs> You know where you can hang your hat, Beckler, your brand new radio hat? Shane Holmes. Oh, yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure how we were going to get from radio hats to uh, paired homes. It's quick possession duplexes, so I'm glad you were able to make that link. It's a perfect meeting, perfect mixture. Starting from the 490s, these 1,624 square foot paired homes feature large bedrooms and next level soundproofing. For more info, visit shanehomes.com. Shane Homes, the better way to build. DNS in 20 minutes or less. I found something for you yesterday, Beckler. I was at a comrade block down the street here. They have a drink called Kissing Cousins. I saw that, and I was going to send you a picture. I was like, did you... uh, Because I'm from Saskatchewan? Did you get influenced by this? Like, (laughs) did you influence this 
this choice. I uh, hope you're not making fun of Cousin Love in here. I'm not that's making a, fun of Cousin that's Love. That's offensive. That is a proud the, Saskatchewan tradition. It's okay? the name of a cocktail, so it's, obviously they too think that it's uh, big enough that people from right. Saskatchewan visiting will be like, this is for us here. I just hope it isn't tongue-in-cheek. Makes I them won't. feel like a taste of home, you know? Yeah. The Sask- Saskies will yeah. sit down and be like, mm, that's the... That's a cocktail for me. I hope it's in honor of us and As not making fun of us because... Go on a hot date with our cousin, sitting yeah. across from our cousin, being like, hey, let's There's both get wrong this one, and then we'll kiss. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with that. Romance. <laughs> Romance. But I just thought of you. I wanted to pass that along. You should go try it out, just in honor of your Saskatchewan brethren. Yesterday when I posted that photo of my skullet that I had briefly, yep. some guy responded with this video, and I thought it was so funny. Damn, homie. Leave some cousins for the rest of us. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he gets it. He gets yeah. it. And so does this bar, apparently. Oh, man. I'm like, I'm going to order that up next time. VNS in 20 minutes or less. I don't know if you ever catch any hockey on ESPN, Shauna, but uh, one of their announcers is Leah Hextall. And she signed on last year as the first woman to hold a play-by-play job for a national broadcast. Wow, I didn't even know that. Pretty big deal. Um, The hockey world is not impressed with the job that she's doing, though. Uh, I wouldn't expect them to be. Well, I mean, you are definitely under the microscope as the first of anyone to to step into a role like that. But there was a And people don't like change, yeah. There was a clip going around this week of uh, her calls the other night from the shootout in the Ducks and Sharks game. So this is a 5-5 game, went to a shootout. And I'll play you. Here are the the final shootout calls that she made. So, Zegers slides it home to answer. And once again, he weaves around Kakanen. Now here's the win. Stolars with a little fist pump. And there you have it. That was the oh, the game on. the game winning call from her. That was Man. the end of a six six game that went to a shootout. So, I mean, it's it's too bad because I mean there should be more women in these roles. Yeah, there are plenty of women who do a great job of it who would do a great job is of it. Is this just one off? Like, there's this just how she always is. Because like if you're having off night, okay. Curtis, wow. I guess right before that she like she said that Carlson it was Eric Carlson against Anthony Stollers there and said that. Uh, Carlson could win it with that shot, which wasn't true. She had like he needed miscounted the score, so I don't know if she was just rattled that she got that wrong. Um, but I mean, oh, she's been heavily no. criticized since taking that role. And yeah, you need a little more excitement. You than do. That and like as an announcer, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to get names totally. wrong. You're going to yeah. get the score wrong. You're going like, you, to everybody just, does that That's for fine. sure. But yeah. there's really is there an excuse for having like zero energy on on a big moment like that, no. like on a, on a shootout? Winning save? I don't think so. I was thinking, like, you're not even a sports broadcaster, Shauna, let alone an ESPN national broadcaster. Oh, no. And I guarantee you could do a better shootout call than that. I guarantee it. I mean, yeah, I I think I could have a little more energy than her, that's for sure. Could you give it a try here? I'm just going to get you a little crowd noise going. Okay, so it's Carlson against... Carlson needs to score against Anthony Stollers to keep it alive uh, whenever you're ready here. Carlson needs this to keep the shootout alive. Heads toward the net. Ducks to the outside. He shoots. Stoller stops him. The Ducks win in a shootout. Yeah. It's a little more soccer-like. Much better. (laughs) The VNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. We're just talking about backyard urinals. And friend of the show, Nicole, sent us a photo of her brother-in-law's setup in his backyard. Yep. He's an eaves troffer. And he has rigged up a urinal out of eaves troughs that 
it, it empties into the alley and flushes itself with rainwater from the roof. It's ingenious. It truly is. My fear is like if it is a bit of a drought for a while or whatever, is it going to just permanently smell of pee in that area I of your backyard? So. Like this is the problem with these outdoor <laughs> urinals, right? She, he's got a candle there. <laughs> You just gotta burn it's it. So daring, burn man. it with fire. I throw. I, we put those photos up on uh, the X Facebook and Instagram. You really have to see it to believe how Terry it is. So funny. This is X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Uh, Sunshine opened yesterday. Yeah. Lake Louise opens today. Yes. Uh, and Sunshine became the first. Uh, resort in Canada to open this season. Yep. This was really cool. I saw a video from it and I didn't know that ski resorts did this, but they had a banner stretched across the unloading area at the chairlift. Yep. And the first people to come off the lift got to ski through the banner to sort of mark the opening of the season. Kind of like when a high school football team runs out of the tunnel and they yeah, every year crash. they do that and every year I wanted I want to be the first one through and it just doesn't happen. Some year I will. How do you become the first one? How do they pick? Is it you like get, a ceremonial position? No, no, you get there early. Oh, you line okay. up and wait. In fact, there are certain resorts. I forget if it's Fernie or King Horse or maybe both. People will camp out the night before. To try to be the first on the lift? There's one famous dude who does it every year, and I think he's been the first on the lift for several years now because he camps out the night before in a tent, and then he is first in line. And yeah, just you have to be first in line, and there oh. you go. Yeah. I thought it was like maybe an honor they bestowed on someone. No, they um, should, but I don't think quite enough people... Are around for that, but yeah, that should be a thing. Like getting white hatted, you get the honors yeah. of being first on the chair. I don't think I'd camp out for that myself, nope. but it would That's be cool. That's what I said. With the resorts where the people camp overnight, I'm like, mm mm. But the <laughs> ones where you don't and you just roll up real early, I was like, I'd go early. For it would sure. be cool to lay down the first tracks of a new season at a big resort <sighs> like that, wouldn't it? Well, it's like when you do it the first of the morning. I've done that before where I'm one of the first on a run. And yeah. oh my God, is that luxurious. I mean, technically, it wouldn't true. be the first, right? I'm sure Patrol has already skied it and everything, right? Yeah. But yeah. Um, but the first the, customer, the first... Yeah, and some of the times there are runs where patrol hasn't gone in the morning because there's I'll no tracks that. or yeah. there's enough snow falling where it's already gone. And you're like, yeah. That would be very cool. Or me. I'm trying to think of like other big firsts like that. Like I remember when I was growing up, they paved my street one year, the street where my parents lived. Yep. And I would sit there and look out the window and wait for them to move the equipment so that I could go rollerblade on it. And when oh, they finally yeah. took the barriers down, I got to rollerblade on the before it was even open to car traffic. And that was cool because it was so smooth. That's going back to snowboarding. I'm so sorry, but when they open a part of the mountain that's been closed for AVI control and stuff, and that's only after you get several feet of snow, mm -hmm. you know, and it, they will lift the rope, and there will be this lineup of people waiting. That's and, oh cool. my god! When there's that much powder, <laughs> and they finally lift the rope and go all clear, they physically like, lift the rope. They, they like, do. Yeah. Oh yeah, and everybody's woo, and that's all you hear the whole time. Oh, that's good first. The funniest one I think I ever saw was in my hometown. They opened up a new bridge, a new overpass. And I mean, I'm impressed by big infrastructure projects mm -hmm. like that, too. I think bridges are really cool. Uh, and they opened it up for people to come walk across before it opened to vehicle traffic. And like 10,000 people showed up. Yeah, I was <laughs> to I walk was across the bridge. Going to make fun of that here with the airport tunnel. When oh, people yeah. were super stoked to just walk through the airport tunnel. It was just like, and the, the airport tunnel is so cool. When yeah. you take it, I was like, this is really impressive. This it's, is quite a feat of engineering. But people but, are stoked <laughs> to do that kind of thing. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. So I heard some sounds yesterday uh, the, from this, this video, and it just brought back so many memories from a game I used to play as a kid, and I just want to play these for you because I think it'll be nostalgic for you as well. First of all, just this. Oh my god. I just like, I was listening to all this. I was like, this just like. 
cozy sound. There's so many memes on TikTok about oh, this right now. Oh my god, really? Yeah, but like whoever wrote that, how 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 in the groove they were, like because it's so good, isn't it? That's so funny because honestly, like I I just every time I hear that, I get so excited, and I was like, this weekend I'm gonna play Goldeneye. It's it's just something yeah. that I need to do, just like. Oh my god, just That's everything Golden about this. Oh, there we go. Oh. Oh. Just every sound effect that's in this, I'm just like, I need to go play this right now. I'm guessing most people know that these are the sounds from GoldenEye 007, 007. on N64. Nintendo 64. I mean, if you're, you, I mean, we're getting up there in age, so there are people who are listening who are probably like, nope, never played that game in my life, but it's iconic. <laughs> the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Yesterday we were talking about the best basketball movies. Yep. And I was trying to remember the name of that basketball movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. It was Basketball Diaries. Right. Many people yep. texted in to remind me of that. But one person said, that's not really a basketball movie. It's a drug movie. Basketball doesn't feature very heavily in the movie. It's mostly about addiction. This is very true. And then I got thinking... What's the goat of drug movies? Oh, God. The best drug movie best of all time? Movie. The greatest of all time? <laughs> which, and- which Johnny Depp drug movie is the best of all of them? <laughs> is it Fear and Loathing? I was going to say it- Scarface right off Scarf- the bat. Yeah. I've, I always thought, and this is, I'm going to get beat up for this. I always thought Scarface was overhyped myself. Mm, yeah. It was good. Maybe it was better in 1983. But it's just iconic. It's just it's it's out there. Like I know the poster is as, as iconic as the movie. And the other one I was gonna say was Fear and Loathing, though. I mean, yeah. like Cheech and Chong, <laughs> they were ahead of their time sure. for drug movies. Yeah, and I guess it depends on how you define a drug movie it's too, true. right? Yeah. Do, are drugs in the movie or is the movie about drugs? Yeah. Like take a movie like uh, Walk the Line, right? About Johnny Cash. Mm. So obviously, like his addiction is an important yeah. plot point in that movie. Totally, but it's really a music movie. What about, yeah, like Wolf of Wall Street? I mean, again, there are so much drugs in that movie, but yes, it's not about drugs. Is that a drug movie or is that like a a finance movie? See, every every drug movie, every really every crime movie has the exact same arc. It follows mm-hmm. the same arc. They start off small, yep. things get too big, and right. then they crash. That yeah. is every single drug movie what ever. What about that movie Limitless? Is that the, oh, what it was called? The one yes. where he takes the, the pill or what? Yeah, that one, that was a good movie. That's a newer one. I wouldn't say greatest of all time. It'd be a drug movie, though, I'd say. I would, too. I would see, I think this question hinges on how old you are. Right. Because I remember when I saw Blow, when I was like, I don't know, 13, 14 years old, and I was like, this is awesome. Super influential. Yeah. You know what another one is? Blow was our Scarface. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was. Uh, Broke Down Palace. I don't know if I've ever seen that. Yeah, it was more of a chick flick side of things movie but it was super intense and it was about these girls that got locked up for drugs uh okay. Claire Danes Kate Beckinsale it nice. was a, nice. it, that one was huge yeah huge I remember my sister was obsessed with that movie and uh it was a really good drug movie um, yeah blow I don't know if you know if you're a bit older and you were a teenager in the six, late 60s early 70s you might say something like Easy Rider yeah and Easy Rider is awesome if it's not really a, like nothing really happens in Easy Rider. It's just super cool, and it is about drugs. What about Train Spotting? Train Spotting, another great drug movie. That Requiem was a big for one a dream. Rec- Ooh. Another great drug movie. Yeah. See, for me, it would be Blow, just based on my age. I think, but I think I would have to say Blow as well. Huh? Yeah, that one or Broke Down Palace again, though. That's the girl side. If you're a guy, you probably didn't. You probably didn't watch that one. V and S in twenty minutes or less. Becker, I know you're not a big food guy, so this might be lost on you. But do you know what a California roll is? 
Kind of. The sushi roll. Yeah. And, yeah okay. <laughs> uh, that was invented in Canada. And that's one of the several dishes, many, many dishes that I've realized recently people think is from a different culture or think is from Japan, but actually was invented by the Japanese to appeal to tourists. So basically okay. to appeal to us. Because there's not a whole lot that's exotic about it or like different, really. It's mm-hmm. basically rice and then it's got some basic stuff in it. But it's like ginger beef. Like ginger beef is not a Chinese dish. Now you can find it in all the Chinese restaurants, but it of course it here, was invented right? right here in Calgary. Chicken tikka masala. One of the most popularly ordered dishes here was invented in Scotland. <laughs> so people will order at an Indian food restaurant thinking, oh, it's something that people will eat in India. And it's like, no, no, that was invented in Scotland, again, for tourists. Is uh, Why is it called a California roll, then, if it was invented in Canada? I didn't, look, I didn't read into that. Who knows? Who knows? But anyway, it strangely was. But then in, like, butter chicken is another one that... Everybody orders when they go to an Indian food restaurant, and that, again, was invented for tourists. So, like, if you go to India, you won't find chicken tikka masala, you won't find butter chicken? You'll find them on the menu now to appeal to tourists. Okay. But if you were to go to a place that's basically mostly local or, like, a small mom-and-pop shop, you wouldn't find those Hmm. traditionally on the menu. It was all just stuff invented to try and appeal to us, essentially. One of the big ones is fortune cookies. Yeah. Like they're not one. they're not Chinese. It was invent they well they they're thought to have been invented by a Japanese dude in California. Yep. And so. Kung Pao chicken, same thing. Sweet and sour pork. Anything that you probably order is actually something that was invented here by somebody who was trying to appeal to us or for tourists. Is there a Western version of this overseas? There probably is. Like if you go to Japan, do they have like a quote unquote American restaurant with like what they think is American food? Uh, well, is it just like the, the greasiest burger you've ever? Well, there was a a bar, a Canadian bar in Japan when we were there, and it was amazing because really? yeah, it was all the menu was in like Canadian, and and they had yeah, they were trying them with poutine it was in and Canadian? stuff in Canadian in <laughs> friggin' fries, bud. Yeah, <laughs> <That's> a <what? laughs> yeah, it was all typical Canadianisms, but it was honestly all in English for fun, and then they had poutine and stuff that they thought that we ate. So yeah, it, I wonder how it was. It was awesome. Oh, we you went ate there? To it. Oh, yeah. It was great. The, we tried all the beer. We <laughs> were like... Japan and ate at the Canada bar? We had to. That's we were like, like I want to see what the what they think we do there. So it was pretty funny. That's like when the Simpsons go to Japan and they just eat at America Town. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, I always make fun of people for like doing Boston Pizza. We had to stop in and we walked by and we're like, is that supposed... They're trying to be a Canadian bar. And they did That's a pretty a good ma- job of it? They did a really good all job right. of it. Yeah. It's <laughs> so weird, though. This is what happens. You've been listening to the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Brought to you by Shane Home. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. Want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 minutes or less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.